welcome to the Nexus podcast. Today on the fourth episode of the podcast, we have Abby. Abby would have been my third episode, but uh, <laughs> you know, technical difficulties and such. But uh, here we are. Yeah, we made again. it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Melanie, for the invite. I'm so happy to have you here. How you doing today? I'm good, good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing really good. How was music introduced to you? I mean, uh, as a child, the the main source of music was uh, listening to a lot of radio, um, and also I used to have a lot of mixtapes with me, where I used to record in those blank recordings, the different different cassettes uh, and songs of different artists in one one tape was kind of an interesting thing. And that used to be also gifts, you know, like uh, my cousin used to send me those gifts every year, uh, like a mixtape of all the current songs which are playing in that year. Absolutely. That was kind of a treasure, I would say. Exactly. That was kind of a treasure, I would say, of the 90s. That's what I used to have, like, also those radios which always used to have certain specific stations playing all the time. And mm-hmm. same songs over and over. And yeah, that was kind of like a daily activity, I would say, just listening to radios for hours and hours and getting introduced to different types of music. Uh, but I would say Western music was introduced also through radio to me. And uh, it was like one specific station used to play uh, Western songs uh, in India back then. And uh, I used to pick it up and like uh, all those artists of that time, especially uh, all the boy bands, girl bands coming out and raging over the 90s pop scene. Worldwide. Uh, Worldwide, exactly. Uh, And also some of the artists like uh, legends like Celine Dion, uh, Whitney Houston was some of my personal favorites growing up. And um, also some Queen music, I would say, uh, was part of the picture during that time, even though Queen was way before Queen is evergreen. You know, like even That's now it. we listen to Queen. Right? That's it. Queen will never die. <laughs> Queen never dies. Exactly. Exactly. But then as as kind of I grew older, different types of music uh, I pursued. But more or less during my childhood Pop music was growing, and I grew up with that as well. Very cool. How how would you describe your music? So since you grew up with pop music, would you say that you mainstreamed, like you stayed in the pop zone? I mean, yes. Uh, I would say not mainstream pop, uh, but a little bit of uh, depth in lyrics in certain sense, I would say, because pop music is becoming a bit more towards the groove and less towards lyrics, I would say. Currently, if I go to absolute mainstream, of course, but there are like tremendous songwriters out there and I have so much inspiration from them. But uh, my music also, I say that, yeah, genre, it would be pop for sure, uh, because I have certain writing patterns and also... Uh, the signature, the time signatures of the songs, the chord progressions kind of go towards that genre more, I would say. But there's depth in your music. I, I've listened. It's yeah. not just uh, 
uh, let me write the new, the next new pop song that's going to be really, really you know, no, like, no, uh, no. those repetitive lyrics that are very catchy. It's it's very well thought of. Uh, I like. Yeah, it, yeah, it comes from a very personal point of view. I would say every song. What, what's your creative process? Uh, my creative process starts generally f from the writing part. So I always start my songs uh, first by writing the lyrics. And then uh, the lyrics, even like it is not thought through to be a song. It's mostly like an entry in a journal, you know. Whatever you're feeling at the moment, I just put down on paper. That's all I do. And then I, I do not start it like, okay, I'll make a song out of it. But certain inspiration, I come back to those writings after, let's say, a month. And I see that, okay, maybe this thought uh, could become a song and it could be relevant or people could relate to it. And then I start on the songwriting structure process. Sometimes it rhymes like while I'm writing as well for the first time. But sometimes it comes back, I have to come back to it. Maybe I wrote only four lines of a song. like, And then I need to figure out, okay, it works as a chorus or it works as a verse. And So I kind of mold the song with time. And then I go into, after I finalize the lyrics, along with the melody in my head. And then I go into the instrumentation part of it. And then it kind of builds up with time. But overall... Uh, I do the whole process myself, so it takes a bit of more time, but I take that time to learn, to be honest, because I want to experience the whole process right from the first word I've written to the final mixing, mastering, and release. Even the artwork I do. So, it, like, it's, There you go. <laughs> it's good to be able to touch everything, though, exactly. because... Um, I mean, there's some people out there that will help you and their price are reasonable. Some people, oh, you'll sure. find some people that will help you just out of the kindness, kindness of their heart. Oh, just sure. to yes. Get their names out there. Uh, but it's nice to know what you're doing personally. Like, exactly. that you, you can. Uh, of yeah. course, there's always like other artists, other producers that can help you, give you some advice. But yes. It's nice to know how to do it yourself. Exactly. Um, and also, you know, like... Uh, while doing the process, uh, I follow so many producers, right? Like there is tons of material online and they are like quite big producers and they're just giving out their wisdom out in YouTube, right? And mm -hmm. I try to follow them step by step, whatever my need is and whatever the thought of the song is. But then I put a personal touch to it because I feel that, okay, the song is mine and it needs to have the sound which I want. Absolutely. But the but the rules, like the technical rules I can use from other people who are in the industry for 20, 30 years, right? They know way more mm -hmm. than me. But it still has a personal touch because I know what I have done in the whole building up process. And sometimes, you know, I don't even look for the, uh, the perfect material, that it doesn't need to be perfect because music for me is not about uh, getting the perfect sound technically but reaching the right emotion for me yes and as yeah. soon as i feel that this is the right emotion that's it i just release it and then okay it's off my chest you know like that kind of feeling but you feel good about it you feel exactly. like it represents who you are as an artist which is exactly. very important 
Uh, how did you learn to sing? How did you learn to play? Because I know you play piano. Do you play any other instruments too? Uh, piano is the only instrument I would say. I started off with the guitar, but didn't quite work out. I didn't quite relate to it that much. <laughs> and also, I was uh, I was initially a bit lazy to learn an instrument uh, as I started because singing was my main focus all the time. Yes, uh, singing I properly started learning uh, like last uh, four years now. It's been I have been learning. I started off with online lessons, but then from 2021 I started with a personal vocal coach. Because before that it was pandemic, nothing you could not meet anyone. Before that it was Starbaker. That's how Abby exactly. and I met. Uh, exactly, on. exactly. That was a platform which transformed our lives <laughs> big time. I, I mean, would say during that time, it helped a lot during COVID. Like yes, it brought us all sure. closer. Like yes. uh, I remember, I was in uh, complete lockdown back in Quebec. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, at least I had that. You know, I could go on Starmaker and sing with people. Um, it's um, and I met a lot of good people here. Yeah, you are, and there's We've, a bunch of other ones. Likewise, likewise, yeah, likewise. Uh, for me, I also discovered Star Maker a bit before that, I would say, because uh, uh, I left my country to study abroad, and that's the time in 2016. Uh, that's the time I kind of uh, discovered this app, and it was more also to you know a place to vent for me because singing was also a bit of uh, emotional vent point that's also started certain things and then from then on it became kind of a positive addiction for me that every day I used to do it for two three hours sometimes even and it was going out of hand even sometimes that I'm staying in that app for four or five hours I know. Without even I realizing know. the time. I think we all done that. Like you're you're in exactly. a room, you're singing with a bunch of people, and then you exactly. look at the time, and you're like, whoa, yeah, exactly. I gotta stop. My neighbors are not gonna like me anymore. Like, <laughs> true. I've gotta stop now. True. 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 <laughs> uh, who's your inspiration? Like, um, who would be the musician or the band that you admire the most, and why? Hands down, it's it's a band from Finland called Poets of the Fall. I've been following them for the last 17 years now. And they kind of, I'm obsessed with them, to be honest. Like every every song has a meaning, like a special meaning to me. And I have felt them in a different, in a different level because a lot of inspiration of my songs also come from their songs. And you know, certain emotions are getting triggered while I listen to them, and then I feel that, okay, I, I felt this emotion, now let's put that down on paper, and then it becomes another song. That I have done that actually in certain songs. Like the reason I love them is because they are literally poets. The lyrics that they write, you relate to them in a very different level. It's not, it is poetry in a musical form, and that's what I love about them the most. I didn't know them, but because you shared them on your social yeah, media. Yeah, I, al I always do. <laughs> I always do. I'm, I got I'm, to hear a few of their songs. They're really yes. good. And also, the uh, you know, the overall musical arrangement is another thing. The vocalist itself is my idol, I would say. I look up to his way of singing. I try to pick up his nuances, his, his like articulation in certain way of singing certain emotions. Yeah. The way he feels every word in a song, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and 
I try to not replicate, but I try to feel the authenticity of that. And I try to bring that in my songs as well, that I, I need to be authentic to express a certain emotion in my song. And that's what I try to do. And they've helped me a lot through all my difficult times, I would say. I owe a lot to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's always a band like that that we stick to, that we, you know, even they follow us throughout the years, uh, even exactly. if they, even if they stop making music. For me, it was that essence. Yeah. Even yeah. that long period of time where she wasn't singing, I could go back to the Amy Lee songs and yes. it's like every song kind of like remember, like reminds you of a situation or a time in your life and it's like, it's a whole, you know, process and, yeah. I that's also what like music's for, right? Exactly, exactly. I was lucky enough also to b b meet Evanescence. Like I went to b uh, their concert last year. They they were doing this, I think, Worlds Collide tour. Yes. Yeah, I I I, uh, I went there. Uh, saw Within Temptation and and Evanescence live. That was Very that was cool. amazing. To be honest. Very cool. I yeah. got to meet Amy Lee once. Uh, oh wow! Actually take a picture mm -hmm. with her, have mm -hmm. her sign something, and then she was gone. Like, it was yeah. really quick. It was really, uh -huh. uh, I didn't even say a word. It was just, mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> we took a picture and she was gone. I was like, oh, wow. That was I had the same feeling with, with poets because I met them last year as well in Amsterdam. And, and like, we took pictures as well. But I, I did not get the chance to meet my idol uh, because... He already left by the time I could reach. <laughs> but I, I met all the rest of the band members and it was super cool. Uh, I spoke with them even like they're super humble. And you know, uh, it also, after you meet them once, there are like two types of reactions. Either you f see that, okay, they're a completely different type of person, which you thought they would be. Yeah. Or they are even elevated to a different level of respect because they are so humble and down to earth. And that's what I felt about poets, to be honest. Like, they are good people. It's not only about their music, but how they present themselves as person and with their fans. Like, they literally waited for people who went somewhere to get uh, maybe a pen to do the autograph because they forgot. And they waited for five, ten minutes just just for them to come back. And That's this, pretty awesome. This really That's touches you, you know, like these kind of uh, small gestures from... Oh, yeah, for sure. ...from for these sure. kind of artists. And When they can keep their head, when they can keep the cool, exactly. and just keep being human and not, like, get big head, big ego. Like, exactly, exactly. It, it's yeah. nice to see them humble. It's exactly, yeah. Uh, we're going to go to your first song, Avi. We're going to play Heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
have been losing So hold on You're the thrill that I've been missing Come fill my soul Raise me up Bring your heart to find peace When my love was closed It far away to touch And my broken soul Not strong enough to serve A shining light Whispered all my dreams I felt you through my heartbeat 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 There's a wreckage with the burning thoughts on Tell me Does a silence fix a thousand words Spoken hate Breaking me Then treating me like a saint When my love was close It's far away to touch my broken soul Not strong enough to search A shining light Whispered all my dreams I felt you through my heartbeat I felt you through my heartbeat Oh, I felt you through my heartbeat I felt you through my heartbeat Shining through my life Your voice is in my mind When the time is flowing by Oh, you're the angel that I when my love was closed It far away to touch And my broken soul That's wrong enough to serve A shining light Conquered all my dreams I felt you through my heartbeat I felt you through my heartbeat Oh, I felt you through my heartbeat I felt you through my heartbeat We just listened to Heartbeat by Avi. Um, what's the song about, Avi? How did it come to be? Uh, heartbeat is mainly, uh, I would say about, um, the emotion of, you know, longing for someone. Yes. Uh, and it also kind of 
trigger certain emotions uh, within you when you feel a strong urge of finding someone uh, in a in a certain time of your life but it could be anyone it could be a friend like a person family but it could be your, your partner romantic partner but the point of the song also is uh, how we uh, give importance to that emotion you know like sometimes we are seeking a lot of things but just for the sake of seeking it but then once we have it we kind of take it for granted and let it slide yeah but it's as soon as you feel a certain emotion how much are you giving importance to that emotion also is a part of that song it's also a lot uh, about uh, self conflict i would say because the verses of the song if you if you like read the lyrics it also tells you about the conflict that we have inside us like the demons we face during our dark times and those are the times when we also realize the foundation of certain relationships that we have around yeah and what it means to us right mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to write about that how to build and strengthen those relationships in a certain time and also not seek perfection in a relationship which a lot of people are seeking which actually doesn't exist for me so if you can live with a relationship with the flaws around and try to grow with that that makes it even more perfect than actually seeking our elusive perfect relationship right so that's that's more or less the summary of that song to be honest but it's also like you have to be in a certain state you know like to read your emotions correctly otherwise you will not be able to project that with others because we a lot of the time trying to seek certain completeness with others when we are not seeking it within ourselves Absolutely. And that, that's mm-hmm. the mistake uh, I feel a lot of people make even I did it to be honest and even I do it a lot of times we are all learning all the time but oh yeah I I try to self reflect in a certain time of the day every day I would say and that has actually changed me a lot over time and also certain songs have come out of those emotions you know and that's one of them heartbeat was one of them and heartbeat was also uh, has an interesting story of how it was written because i wrote heartbeat like the hook of the song was written when i went for a solo trip in romania and one evening i just thought of the hook like four lines just came out i just put that down on paper <laughs> and and then i came back home uh, like now i live in germany and then i finished the song i think finishing of the song took a month but the okay. hook was written like within 10 seconds i would say so it sometimes it happens <coughs> sometimes exactly. it happens could take months mm. for you to finish a song and it could take like yeah. one of my songs took 15 minutes to write yeah. no lies mm-hmm. and some yeah. of them i'm still working on right now you know what i for mean sure. it's months like for sure um when when's your favorite time of the day to create mainly in the evening i would say more more towards night which like after 9 9 pm when everything shuts down i would say that's when i start start writing start like playing my piano i play with the headphones on so that the neighbors are not disturbed <laughs> <laughs> but generally i'm not a morning person uh, so most of my music has been created at night even sometimes uh, if i have time i spend the whole night 
and it just flies. I never knew it. So it's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was those like certain days are those, you know, like it's super productive. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Time just flies with music during that time. Oh, but yeah, al- for sure. But also writing, I would say sometimes I also write uh, during my travels. That's another time I find very interesting because sitting in the train, just open my phone, I, I have the notes, notes app, and I just start writing whatever I'm feeling. Even looking around uh, gives me inspiration mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah, that's another way of writing I try to do while traveling. Well, I mean, you can write anywhere, especially now exactly. with smartphones and everything. Exactly. You always have something to take a, a note on. You always exactly. know. Um, how do you balance music, life, work, obligations, family? Um, that's a lot to do. And yeah, 20, 24 hours is, <laughs> seems not to be enough for me. So how do you oh, manage for sure. that? <laughs> for sure. It's, uh, initially, it was difficult, I would say, uh, because yeah, I have a I have a day job like nine to five job, and uh, after that balancing music, I would say I don't do it entirely professionally like like a lot of people, but I keep it as a part of my every daily routine because I spend every day around one one and a half hours with music and. It's not only just to make new music, but also to learn certain stuff uh, and to play the piano, to practice like 15, 20 minutes of piano, singing for half an hour, then try to create something. So one, one and a half hours I dedicate to music. And now it has become kind of a routine for me. So it's like like having food every day. So it's just exactly. Every day, it's a exactly. routine. Exactly. And it's important. It's important to, exactly. to take some time for your art every day. because Exactly. And some days are hard because some days it doesn't happen for you. I mean, the creative process doesn't happen, and I don't force it, to be honest, on those days. I, I stick to maybe learning the craft, like maybe play the piano because that I can yeah. do every day, or, mm-hmm. but, or sing every day one song, whichever I feel like singing. But also I have some uh, home warm-up sessions because uh, my vocal coach also gives me certain things to try out to improve my voice, to keep it in shape. And that's what I do when I'm not creating something new. And that's a, that's how I kind of make it a balance. You're still always on that. You're still working. So that's, yes. that's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good uh, it's a good discipline to have. Like I wish exactly. I had that discipline with my music right now. The I think podcast, yeah, you also have it. For the sure, podcast takes a lot of time right now, but hopefully my music's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we find you, Avi? Like, if if I go on Spotify, what do I type? I mean, you can type Avi, but you can also type by my song names because I go by Avi. I didn't make any complicated stage names. I made a stage name uh, uh, for my YouTube channel because Avi was taken, apparently. <laughs> but, but the idea of, of, uh, of that name also came from uh, how I write my songs. So I wrote musically uh, yours, Avi, it's because also like as a signature that I finish off a uh, story or a letter, you know, like... Uh, so I could go on Spotify and look for you on Facebook also, Musically Yours, Avi. Yes, yes, uh, on YouTube as well, yeah. So make sure you give them a fo- give him a follow, guys, on his streaming platforms. 
Uh, let's add his music to playlists. Let's let's do what we do, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, how, how does music help you in other areas of your life? Music actually, like it's like a therapy. To be honest, it's it's an everyday therapy session. Uh, as soon as I'm sitting with my keyboard after a hard day of work, or even not like stress of work, but also regular life also brings a lot of thoughts with you, right? And everything is not nothing is perfect around you and. Music calms me down in those scenarios and writing on top also adds that value because I felt that uh, I do journaling and journaling has helped me through a lot of difficult times because as soon as I put down my thoughts on paper, I feel lighter in my head as well because it's released out of my body, you know, and body and mind. So these two process both has helped me a lot. And that also I took and started as an inspiration to create something new because all those emotions, I know I'm not alone and a lot of people feel that. And maybe a lot of people are not willing to share it with the world. Of course, it's it's very personal. And also, I also don't uh, share in the rawest form, which I feel because sometimes you just cannot. But in a creative way, I try to overarch certain storyline which relates to those emotions, you know, and that's that's the idea of my music, to be honest, and nothing else. And if it relates to any, like any, even one person in this world, that it makes a difference, to be honest. That's what I always say with my music. If at least one person can listen to the song and if it can yeah. help them in a certain way. Exactly. I mean, that's, I, I, I don't want... That's yeah. the goal for me for making music. That's the yeah. goal. It's to reach that at least that one person that might need to hear what I have to say, what I've been exactly. through, and exactly. maybe feel like at least they're not alone in all of this. Right. Um, let's go in right now and listen to Tears in the Moonlight, and we'll be right back. For the love that was true 
between the Just listen to Tears in the Moonlight. Um, Abby, please let us know what the song is about. <laughs> yeah, this this one is a bit uh, bit different. I would say this this was inspired from a dream which I had, and apparently I tend to remember my dreams sometimes uh, very vividly. And it, it it was the scene was more like a like a like a girl sitting in a room on a rainy night. Uh, crying and trying to hold back tears, but also letting it out sometimes. And that was more or less the overall inspiration of the song. But then what I felt also, what what it was trying to tell me in a way, is that uh, certain bottled up emotions within us. It's how we try to hide certain vulnerabilities in, in a way that just to be strong, in front of everyone in a way damaging ourselves even further because you know yeah of course it doesn't mean that we have to cry all the time but it also doesn't mean that you have to like show a false impression of strength Absolutely. when you are not because it's it's okay sometimes to break down you know and not to a level that you lose your sanity because a lot of bottled up emotions actually piles up with time and makes you even more vulnerable yeah. rather than just one one night of crying or just even sharing it with one of your best friends or whoever you trust around you makes a lot of difference to be honest and and that's what i felt like tears in the moonlight was kind of about a person who has been like repeatedly hurt in a way where trust issues have developed with time and also certain way that uh, I place the image of a girl, but it could be a boy as well, right? So it could be anyone. And <laughs> that's the point of view I tried to place from that. It's because... It was from the imagination of a dream, but also a dream tells you a lot about your subconscious. So 
I feel that connection and that's how I made that song to be honest and that's how it it was developed it's it's a very beautiful song I was listening to it right before we yeah. we got on it's a very beautiful Thank song you. the music the lyrics everything meshes well together um, Thank you so much How do you define success as an artist Abby Uh for me like the main success of an artist is like if if the person remains authentic to why they started creating music in the first place over a longer period of time and those are the artists i feel that they remain evergreen like because they presented themselves all the time in their authentic self and people kind of remember those kind of things you know because every step as people grow and change with time a certain part of your authenticity is mapped to those songs and then you relate that okay for example as, as a teenager maybe i could relate to certain songs of a boy band mm-hmm. but if i listen to them now i don't relate to them anymore because that phase has passed yeah but now i relate to like poet song even more because the lyrics had different impact when i was growing up but now those lyrics have a very personal meaning because you know those experiences which you have had with time and then you realize the depth of those words which was placed in that music right and i mean the best example i can give you of that is umbak by hansens yeah. nobody back then it was just a bop it was just us singing umbak if you slow it down and you take those lyrics and strip it up exactly. the message behind that song is beautiful Exactly. And it took me now at 40 years old to be able to listen back to it and be mm-hmm. like wow those lyrics right. wow before exactly. that it was just a catchy pop song yeah a lot of the times it happens because some of some of the songs you uh, like like to listen to it at a certain time because of the tune Mm-hmm. but like not not caring about the lyrics okay whatever it is i just want to repeat and try to sing with it but then like when you actually read the lyrics it hits you differently at a certain time right and it becomes very very interesting then absolutely that's why i think it's important to take time to write lyrics that matter exactly and, uh, you know have okay. a a bit of sustenance behind your song it's it's fine if right. you don't i mean there's good music that of course of course same hook completely <laughs> exactly exactly uh, but i personally i prefer any song that'll give me a story that'll give yeah. me a, a feeling and emotion right. um what are your plans for the coming months i'm working on uh, on my next single mm, the lyrics is done at the moment but uh music part i haven't touched yet so <laughs> melody melody is already in my head uh, good good but it's now now the orchestration needs to start <laughs> so i'll take my time but yeah lyrics i finished i think uh, last last uh, month i finished writing the song and also structuring it in a way i want also key i have selected so more or less it's getting getting there so now now slowly building so we're slowly we're building. looking for a new song in the near future yes yes that's really yes. awesome what's the next right. step piano i mean i always have a piano element piano is the starting point of all my songs and i try to place it even even because i feel that the lyrics which i write resemble like 
correlates with the sound of a piano more than than any other instruments. And then, and also, like, it can be an excuse to learn piano even better, I would say. <laughs> That's another way of looking at it. But then also I add on top uh, certain layered instruments uh, and all through my MIDI keyboard because... That's the only thing I can play at the moment. But I, I play around with certain sounds because I like to experiment, but also keeping piano as the core of the sound. So that's that's the idea I always do in all my songs. That's you. That's your sound. That's yeah. You yeah. have your piano and, you know. What's a piece of advice that another musician or somebody has given you that stuck with you? I mean, I've spoken with a lot of uh, singers, I would say, who who also went on to become like musician per se. The idea that they told me the biggest thing is that uh, to keep at it, irrespective of the outcome. And that was a very interesting advice because, you know, we always look for the end goal uh, even before writing anything. And then we think that we don't believe in it and then we just stop. Oh, it's not happening for me because we always look for the outcomes first. That, oh, it should happen fast or yeah. but any musician would tell you that the craft needs to be built to a level to get to that position of sustenance, right? And legends were not made in a day, right? We all know that. And I mean, because of social media now, I think yeah. uh, that's what's giving that false hope of I can exactly. be an instant star because some people on TikTok are. Uh, they come out with one hook and whoop, that's it, they're gone and they have a contract. Exactly. But I mean, but not everybody can do that. You know what I like? Unfortunately... I mean, I mean, it's also about, you know, like, popularity is a different thing, but is popularity correlating to quality work? That's that's the idea, right? You see a lot of popular people, but are they quality content? And, of course, maybe they're reaching certain audience who enjoy that kind of thing, but my idea of music is a bit different, and I would rather focus on improving... Uh, my craft, which gives me satisfaction rather than looking for fame, because... Instant fame, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't care about fame at the moment, to be honest. It's, it's all about reaching one or two people who will relate to it to a depth, which I want them to relate, because that's the satisfaction that gives me. Because, you know, like, comments I've received from some strangers, even... The, after after listening to one of my songs and they just like send me a text in in dm that oh i could relate to an instance of my life to certain lyrics which you wrote in this song and i could feel that it was very authentic and and that's the part which motivates me to write even more that because that's i even don't know that person exactly yeah. that's what important to me it's not about the numbers, the streams, yeah, it happened. For example, yeah, Heartbeat worked, I would say, in a way, I also didn't expect that it would work like this. But in a year, I got like 20k streams in that, right? But that 20k streams means nothing, but the 50 comments which I got on YouTube 
stating that oh i related to the song the piano sound is beautiful the lyrics is have a very deep meaning i relate to an instance of my life that is much more powerful to me than than the unknown streams which is happening in Because the background to be honest you're doing you're doing music for the right reasons Yeah. You're not doing it for money and fame. You're doing it no. because this is your passion. No. This is what yeah. you like to do. Um, if you could give an advice to your younger self, to any kids right now that are, might be listening, or you know their parents listening to this podcast, and you know their kid who wants to do music, what's the advice? I would say uh, start at the age uh, when you feel comfortable. Because music, generally, if it started early with an instrument, the culture of music builds with time, and there is never a right age for music. That's what I feel. I started very late, but I used to be uh, associated. With, I think we all are associated with music in some form, right? We don't need to make professional music, but everybody listens to music, and even Absolutely. if you have a tiniest amount of inspiration from any of it. Just do whatever you feel like. Just play an instrument for the fun of it, and I would say make it a fun activity rather than the outcome of what would happen. So focus on the journey. I would say more uh, in music because that that is very magical. And I felt it when I started it much late. I would say, but it's never. That was my time. I would say when when I got that inspiration and that. I never look back after that because I don't want to stop this part of me, even though I have a nine-to-five job which stresses me out sometimes, and I don't have the time to maybe do music for a day. I still come back to it because that's that's what keeps like my soul fulfilled. I would say because this is something very special. When you discover it, you you really discover something special, and. That's that's the advice I would give them because keep in touch with music and in a way that don't feel the pressure of doing music because that's what demotivates a lot of people to not get into music. But also, you know, like if you think about it from a professional perspective, that comes later. Start it from a fun perspective and then build on it, refine your craft to a level where those things would come with time. I would say rather than initially making that as a target. It's good advice. Have fun with it. You know? Exactly. Because yeah. if it's not fun, then nobody wants to do it. That's what no. I always said. The podcast, the music, everything. Exactly. And I always said, if we're not having fun, it's not worth doing it because right. then we're living yeah. a boring life and we're not enjoying. Like it's right. it's not worth it. Right. There's so much things we could do. You, if, you, if you're not enjoying doing this, try something else, and that goes for your job. That goes for everything in life. Exactly. Everything in life. Second. So, um, do you have anything that you would like to tell the audience before we go? I mean, like first of all, I'd like to thank you for this uh, for this invitation. It was it was an awesome experience. This is my first first podcast, and again, like something new to try. And I would recommend like all the new artists uh, to follow you because I also love your music and and. That's how we bonded, uh, that's, and that's yes. how we, our journey started of knowing each other, even though we make completely different kind of music, and that's the way we also gel because we listen to music each other's music. Music has no border, exactly. no borders in music. Exactly, and and I'd like to tell the audience that like follow follow uh, Melanie's journey of music, and and 
We've been supporting each other from the yeah. beginning, so yeah. we're going to keep supporting each other. I'm going to shamelessly so plug uh, my Discord right now. If you guys head to my Facebook page, you can see um, there's a Discord. There's a link tree there where you can hit mm-hmm. newly created Patreon if you guys want to help the show. Sure. Uh, I have Avi linked on there. I have a bunch of people linked on my Facebook page. Uh, so make sure you go follow it. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show, Avi. And, Thank you so much. Um, we'll catch up with you to see uh, what's going on in a few months. Sure. I want to sure. hear that new song. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll <laughs> awesome. <definitely> share it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Avi. Uh, take care. <laughs> <laughs>